Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Sander Lanch podcast. We are back from our break. The I think it was two weeks that we were gone, but we're we're back and running right back into the Lost Metal. Today we read chapters thirty-eight through forty-three of the Lost Metal, wherein Steris makes her way into the big meeting that she wasn't allowed to be into. Turns out that uh, Tensoon is there also. We have Marisai meeting some interesting folk at uh, at the secret hideout, including a conversation with the man himself, the survivor. We've got Wax trying to invade a, a house, and it goes, you know, probably as, as well as we might expect from Wax doing something crazy. And we end with a a bold plan by the uh, the the people back in Ellendale. Steris and Co. at this point. So I'm Data, and with me today is Joe, Dak, and Jamie. Swing on to something, everybody. The Sander Lanch is about to begin. No man can truly outlast all the mistakes of his past. There's no haven here for me. So, yeah, I feel like these are a very eventful group of chapters, despite, you know, being pretty much the same length as what we generally read. I I just feel like there was a lot going on here. So what did you all think of these six chapters? It's been a while since I read them because we didn't record for a while. But let me let me kind of I did actually jot down some notes, which was interesting. I don't normally do that, um, but for whatever reason, I chose to do that, which is good because I don't remember a lot of it. So. Steris worms away in the meeting, kind of expected that. It was an interesting way that she did it. I didn't know that ready stuff about him being in there. And, like, I, I'd say at this point, more than anything, I was kind of like, okay, these people have no idea what they're doing. At, at first, I was like, oh, these people are all on the take. But no, it's it's just they seem really stupid, uh, except for the one person who is on the take. So uh, it was kind of shocking. And then, you know, we get the big, the big oh, evacuate the city. So that was cool. The Moonlight Base stuff, super awesome. Everything, every bit of it. We got a lot of uh, fun bits and and knowledge nuggets and things that I don't even know what they mean yet. Like the dude with the crystal creating, like that was really cool. You know, if we were gonna come across that dude in another series later on, like it was, it this is kind of a fun tease because we we've, we've never seen anything like it. So really fun. They, you know, they talk about door. So I was like, oh, my gosh, you know, finally, we're getting some some cell stuff in here. So this that was that was really cool. You know, we kind of get con- confirmation that Moonlight is from cell with the soul stamps and all that good stuff. And uh, yeah, there's just a lot of fun kind of secrets revealed here. And I'm excited to see kind of the joint like strike on the set people and then kind of what Wax's involvement's going to be. The Probably the, the worst thing about these sets of chapters was the very end when Tensun agrees to go get the bands. I'm like, oh, God, that's such a stupid idea. Why would he agree, <laughs> agree to that? But it, I think it does set up nicely for, you know, s- some of our different theories. Maybe maybe Steris will hold the bands. That'd be pretty sweet. 
So we've got that maybe to look forward to. But yeah, no, I was very disappointed in Tencent at the end of these chapters. I, I think I literally read the end and I was like, dumb. And then I stopped. <laughs> <laughs> It, it's funny because I had an extremely similar reaction at that point where I'm like, no, why would you do that? That's a terrible idea. But Which, uh, you know, his history does not prove him to be a super intelligent being, Tensun. But at the same time, I was kind of like, ugh, this is stupid. You still expect better from him. Right, exactly. Like, I expect him not to be, not just do it. Like, these guys suck. You don't want to give them any. No. I, I, get, well, well, I guess we'll get there. But yeah, no, it's ridiculous. And. I also like what what you said about the soul stamp thing, because that was a moment that was a big moment for me when I read it for the first time, because I honestly was con- had convinced myself that she was from a different planet. <laughs> oh, really? When that came out, I was like, oh, how did I not see that? OK, yeah. Yeah, it's cool that we kind of caught that early yeah. um, before you then. But of course, we don't have that other planet as reference to get confused by, I would assume. Maybe we do. Maybe we don't. But I don't know. From just from being at the con, the only other planet I could think of that sounds right would be the uh, the big giant series planet that the name of which I don't know. Uh, the Stormlight Archive is yeah, on Roshar. Yeah, Roshar would be my guess if which, you were well, going to confuse it. Yeah, that was that that was what it was because a lot of the people there have or what you would think of as kind of Asian features, which is how she's kind of described when we first meet her. And right. So that that that's what got me. Yeah. Yeah, and I only know about those features based on the models I saw at the con. So I was like, oh, okay. Maybe that's what it is. So yeah, yeah. Um, I'm right there with you on Tensoon and his whole deal. I didn't think as much of that bit, but I agree. It's like, oh, that doesn't seem like... Yeah, Tensoon, we expect better of you from that. As for these chapters as a whole, once again, Steris, absolute boss, insisting, like, ready, take my money so that, you know, this is all, like, above board. And Reddy, Reddy has, man, remember when we first met this guy and he was an utter douchebag and now he's like, uh, yeah, no, I, I have everyone's back. And like, all right, you, you go, yep. man, you're, you're all right. So yeah, like it was, it was cool to see them back. I did think it was weird that Tensoon was even in that meeting because I'm like, I just feel like, again, this comes back to when Vendel was like, oh, I can't fight. I'm like, so why did we send you? And Tensoon was clearly here. So he could have, you know, why don't you guys, like, you guys could have just swapped out the bones. Mm. And, like, Vandell could have taken over being the scribe in the cop shop, because that seems like it's right up Vandell's alley. And Tensoon could have gone, it's like, all right, let's go and break some skulls. Maybe it's like the cop might have to, you know, do some police uh, violence at some point, And they're like, oh, well, got to be Tensoon then. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. There wasn't really a lot of wax in this chapter. There was no Wayne in this section was mm-hmm. something that actually surprised me. Like wax had one chapter where he didn't even speak. I think it's just all him creeping around the dark. He doesn't talk to anyone. So that was kind of, in, that was kind of an interesting touch. Cause this one was really all about Steris and Marisai. And, uh, I will admit I was expecting the Kelsia thing to get me more excited than it actually did. It was still cool, but uh, like it wasn't quite, maybe it's just cause I'm biased, but it didn't quite get, get me as excited as Marsh dropping out of the sky. So, <laughs> but it was still cool to see that. And yeah, meeting all these people with the new powers, like the soul, like, yeah, seeing um, the soul stamps and this dude who can make the crystals stuff like now nah, that's really cool. I, I want to know more about that. So yeah, like Kelsey, like we've, we've, we've pegged Kelsey. He's got this whole, cadre of uh, staff from other planets and he's just hired them to protect his and I think that's 
that's a really cool touch. So cool, cool, cool. We picked that. I want to see what they do. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna. I'm, when we get there, I'm going to be able to provide a little bit of background for uh, for some stuff going on with the 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 crystal guy, but uh, you know, obviously not spoiling anything. Yeah, yeah. So that that'll be interesting. But uh, yeah, there was some. We met how, how many people? I guess we, I guess there's two people hanging out at the at the base or whatever, and then Kelsier. So we've met him before though. It's fine. He was just like basically a hologram. So was that a what were they called the seons? That was a seon. Yeah, thought so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, we'll have a little bit to say about the seon and its owner when we get there too. But I'll not. I'll try not to front load everything here while we're talking about it. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. When that happened, I was like, that can only be a seon. The seal. That's like the exact way it's described that they communicate on cell. So. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was exciting when we read that because I wasn't expecting that to pop up. I know Joe had already sort of posited the soul stamps and stuff, which we were pretty happy with, I think, as a group that we liked where that was going. But I didn't expect, you know, to have the door and the seons and and all that sort of stuff. And I was like, yeah, okay, we really did need to read all of that back then. (laughs) Right. To be relevant now it's good that we did read it because I can't imagine reading this and not knowing that. Like there was enough gibberish in there that I was like, hmm, I don't follow all of that. But there's enough in there that I did follow that you wouldn't necessarily follow if you'd only read the Mistborn books. So mm-hmm. I appreciated having a little bit of knowledge and at least you could go, okay, this is in planets that I don't know of yet. That's fine. And I think they did mention Roshar as one of the, the planets as well. So obviously there's going to tie in with a lot more wider Cosmere stuff, which is yeah. really cool. Yeah, lots lots to, to put in these chapters, really. I don't really have anything new from what the others have said about these chapters, but, yeah, I, I also agree. Tensing, no, don't go get the bands. It's a silly <laughs> idea. And I've, uh, I've got some ideas on that later. I really, I actually really like Sterris and her internal monologue in her tractors as well. It's like, is this where I cut in? Should I cut in here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, okay. And then when she's like, see, this is why I was prepared. This is what's useful about this. I was like, you go, Steris. I, I love Steris. She's my favourite, for sure. I get really excited when we have a Steris chapter. I also really enjoyed that Wayne's doing Grandma's Bed at the Vodka. <laughs> <laughs> I love that it's got a name. It's so good. So good. I stoked that we actually got to speak to Kelsey even though we haven't technically seen him in person the seon was a really cool way to do it he seems calmer I think than I anticipated I don't know what I was expecting but it's just like yep reasonable yep this is happening okay you do get our help I believe you oh says is having some issues I better go and help him out I was like oh I don't know what I was expecting but it wasn't like calm concise rational I don't know. I don't know what I was expecting. But for his first appearance in the, the well, really his first appearance in this set, like the second phase of Mistborn, mm-hmm. yeah, I wasn't sure what I was expecting, but it was good. I like that we got him back. I like that we got Tensoon back. Yeah, a lot of fun. A lot of cool places that this can go. I did have a thought at one point. I was like, they're all off doing their own things. And I was like, oh, what if we never see them all get back together? Like, this might be just they're on their own paths now for the rest of the book. That scared me a little bit, but hmm. we'll see how it goes. But good overall. Definitely, definitely enjoying this book. 
lots of lots of cool stuff coming together. It's it's really interesting to me what you, that you said that about Kelsey. Like I'm not sure what I was expecting, but it wasn't this because I had that exact same reaction. And the more I think about it, the more I'm like, well, I mean, how he acts here is not really far off from how he always acted. I mean, he's he's maybe a little less flippant and like comedic here than he was sometimes. But we're also in a very serious situation. So it, right. I mean, he was he was always like pretty intelligent and reasonable and like thought stuff. Uh, sometimes he thought stuff through but yeah i was i don't know i think I, somehow i expected that in those in the intervening 300 years he changed a bunch and i don't think he really has and it threw me off yeah and i don't know if it's that where we've got like so he's he's died at the end of book one and then we don't see him it's all this oh you know if kelsey were here this is what would happen or you know you kind of think about the things that he did that were really like we talked about so many cinematic moments mm. um in final empire and i think you think it's like go big or go home with kelsia and i don't i don't know if i was expecting like a really spectacular here i am moment like he just turned up at a fight or something like i don't i don't know what i was expecting what i wanted there was nothing wrong with this scene and it is good and i can't wait to see him actually turn up but i i don't know i was expecting like yeah, he's the survivor. He's got his own religion. Like, it's going to be a really big thing. I guess it kind of comes back to when you finally sit down and have a conversation with Death himself, and he's like, man, I'm tired. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. It's that same kind of same kind of feeling. Like, I'm not disappointed in, in the scene that we got with him, and I thought it was really well done. But I just, yeah, I don't know what I was expecting, but I know that wasn't it. Mm-hmm. It's funny that you mentioned like the dramatic entrance because Wax got a really dramatic entrance a couple of books ago. And so I guess it's like, okay, well, this is Wax's series. He's the one who gets the dramatic entrances here. Although Marsh got a pretty dramatic entrance last time also. Yeah. I mean, you would expect it to be for Wax, so. I guess after you have the Wax dropping into the middle of the fight and the Marsh strolling into the police station, we needed a a less dramatic entrance. And no one expects Kelsier to be the least dramatic person in the room. It's true. true. (laughs) Yep. Okay. No okay. one expects a Kelsier undramatic intro- introduction. No. <laughs> I mean, as 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 undramatic as it can be when you have a, a glowing head appear in the middle of the room, like Jor-El, master of scheduling, and sure, and a spike through your eye. Yeah, it's like, it's I, like I, he's going to get inter- introduced several times throughout the book in each like even more undramatic ways. Like the next time, we're just going to pop open a door and he'll be sitting in the couch eating Doritos. <laughs> And then it'll get to the the last time in the book, and that's when he he saves it all for that one. Yeah, it's actually they're actually possum Ritos deck. <laughs> yeah, they they retired and made a possum chip empire. It's a crunch a bunch of munch a possum. Mmm, possum. Okay, let's get let's get into these chapters. We have a lot of, a lot of ground to cover this time out. Before that possum nonsense goes any further. <laughs> <laughs> so Sterissa dramatically enters the governor's chambers, says that she throws open the door and like strolls in along with Constable General Reddy, who apparently he gets to be on these uh, on these councils or whatever. So that was Sterissa's riding his coattails. So we've got Reddy and we've got Constable Gorglin here to be the record keeper. I really wanted them her to walk in and then them be like well played (laughs) (laughs) so does anyone remember the previous mention of constable gorglin that we had in this book 
Yeah, as soon as Reddy said, oh, it means Wayne was right, I'm like, oh, he was the giraffe guy. Yep. Constable Gorglin, Marisai's former partner, who Wayne says is a giraffe, and who Wayne drew a picture as a giraffe in a constable outfit that went into the, like, the big file of crap that Wayne has done. And so I just, I love that somehow he, he detected awesome. this. You know, I, I hate to do this again, but it's another Final Fantasy VII reference where Red Thirteen is in a in soldier uniform. uniform and he can't <laughs> walk right. He looks weird. It's uh, it's all come together. I wonder if it was like something about the accent that tips Wayne off or what it what exactly it was. But he knew something was up with this guy. Yeah, sort of chewing on a raw meat bone. That means he's a giraffe, <laughs> right? Wayne, I don't think giraffes eat meat. Uh, are you sure? <laughs> and so the governor's just like, wait, what's she doing here? And Reddy's like, oh, Lady Ladrian, she's a subject matter expert on my payroll. And then we get Steris' thought of, as of 15 minutes ago, at least. And she insisted that he actually pay her a single coin so that they get, it's all above board. <laughs> Steris is just like, you're technically correct. The best kind of correct. <laughs> totally what Steris would say. And the governor's just like, I mean, did she tell you that I specifically excluded her? And Reddy's like, yeah, but since that was a stupid plan, I decided to not do that. It's like, uh, what's that? What, what's the Sam Jackson movie where he says it's like it was Avengers. That, it was Avengers. I right? recognize that the council has made a decision, but given that it's a stupid dash decision, I've elected to ignore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yep. So that that's ready here. He gets to be Sam Jackson. Yep. There's some casting for you. Constable ready. I don't think he's got quite the. I don't think I think Sam Jackson's too powerful for Constable Ready. Too powerful. Yeah, yeah. He's he's too much of a badass motherfucker for Constable Ready. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, basically what the other people, what the people in the room have decided, apparently, is that, you know, it looks like it's going to be war. Lady Hammondess is like, I mean, yeah, it's, we got to do it. And Lord Set agrees. That name Hammondess threw me. Is that like meant to be like a offshoot branch of Ham of Ham's family? Yeah, I guess maybe. Mm. Like That can't be coincidence. No, I wouldn't think. Yeah, I would imagine that's got to be what it is. That's how I read it anyway. Yeah, Ham and ha Ham had to come up with like a family name uh, after the world was remade, and he's like, the girls can be Ham and Disses, and the guys can be Hammonds. <laughs> and so, Reddy's kind of shocked, and I think Steris is kind of shocked also because they they walk into the room and apparently they've already decided to, that that we're gonna have to go to war. And Reddy's like, with what army are we going to war? And Adawathwin, the the secretary governor or the lieutenant governor, is just like, oh, we we've come up with like conscription plans and we have a very capably trained const constabulary and ready's like wait whoa whoa, whoa 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 we my people are not soldiers and set pops in like yeah but i mean no one's a soldier until they're trained to be right so and the governor's gonna put weak argument there. <laughs> right and ready's just like no 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 i'm not I, I won't stand for this and the governor's like you don't get to choose the constables all answer to me ultimately hmm and Ready's like, oh, yeah, well, we can quit. You can't make us fight. And then Steris tries to jump in. And Adewathwin's like, actually, that's exactly what a draft is. We're we're going to make you fight. That's, that's how it works. And Ready's like, uh-huh, okay. And who's going to lock us up if we refuse? Which, okay, fair, fair, fair call. <laughs> and that's when Steris jumps in with everyone shut up and listen, or I will barf on the table to get your attention. I, I get that it worked once, Steris. I don't know this is a well you need to keep going back to. Sure, she you know she keeps the ipecac on hand anytime. <laughs> Pay attention to me. It worked. It got everyone's attention when she vomited, and then when she threatened to vomit, it's fine. 
It it's works. true. Yep. I, I guess Thank go with what works. Yeah. Look, not, not gonna lie, if someone vomits on a table in front of me, they've got my attention. Doesn't matter if it's the first time they do it or the tenth. I'm like, uh, I'm not ignoring this, but on the table. Yeah. No, after after the tenth time, trust me, Dak, you're just like, ugh, again, okay. Uh, somebody clean that up. Get them out of here. But it's it's still got your attention, and even momentarily. And that, that reminds me of the meme where uh, it's like if they made the alarm clock noise, the noise when my dog vomits, I would get up so fast. Jesus. Yeah, no, good call. Yep. Yep. But So Starius jumps in. She's like, war is not the answer here. I mean, look at what's been going on. They want us to attack. They've, like, built military. They've done all this stuff. They've done all this posturing. But they haven't actually attacked because most of the people don't want to fight a war. And definitely not against Elendel, where half of the population, including probably a lot of their families, live. And then Seth's like, or maybe they just know they can't win. And she's like, that's actually even worse, because then they might do something crazy, like unleash a weapon of cataclysmic relevance, which is an interesting way of putting that. I don't think I've heard that phrase exactly before. It's so relevant, cataclysmically. <laughs> and Adawath was like, ugh, yeah, the bomb, we know. Whatever. Yeah, this bomb you speak of, so magical, bomb bomb threats we don't take bomb threats seriously yeah that always really annoys me because it's like you know there's one thing you want to take seriously even if it's a complete hoax it's a bomb yeah probably yeah and then lady gardry who was previously mentioned as being one of the less warlike people in the in the government is like doomsday weapons are we really gonna entertain these fantasies and stairs is like she's got to be in the set i used to think it was like the governor or atawathwin but they're both too obvious Staris felt far more comfortable upon identifying her. It was like finding a snake in your intimates drawer. Yes, it was alarming, but at least you could close the drawer and know where it was. Which, if it got in there while the drawer was closed, no they can get out while the drawer was closed. <laughs> yeah, there's a flaw in your logic there, Staris. There's no way. There's no yeah, way. It's not, it's not great logic. <laughs> yeah. We once had a snake in our backyard, and we watched that damn thing for a couple hours while we were waiting for the snake catcher to come and get it. And that thing tried to climb our back fence and couldn't, kept falling down. And we're just like, yeah, he actually doesn't know how he got in here and he can't get out. <laughs> Snake catcher rocked up at the front door. I took my eyes off it for two seconds. When I looked back, fucking thing was gone. Snake catcher was in the backyard for 30 minutes and it did not show up again. He was just waiting for you to stop watching. He couldn't let you know how he got in. <laughs> but he humiliated himself trying and failing to climb the fence. It's all part of the plan. Watching a snake fall down like a, about a meter <laughs> height is like, that's an interesting experience. All you need is like the slide whistle thing from the cartoons. Whoop! <laughs> Finally, Starris is like, okay, this might be the right time to reveal yourself. And Reddy's like, what? She's like, no, no, not you. That guy. And uh, Gorgolin's like, how did you know? Process of elimination. We were promised more help. Malon said that there were multiple conjure among the constables, but only gave one name. And you walk awkwardly when you have to use a two-legged body. And so, yeah, Gorgolin is ten soon. And he he does his transparent skin thing to prove to everyone what he is. And he's like... Yeah, Harmony wants me to let you guys know that uh, Steris is right, and you should listen to her. <laughs> I like how after hundreds of years of playing like people, because one lady was like, I think you should, uh, I want you to be a dog. And then he spent the rest of his life as a dog. Now he can't like <laughs> properly impersonate a person. He's he used to be like, the best. He was the best. But, but also, it's like... Uh, like, oh, well, that jigs up. Okay, everyone, God has said you need to trust her. I'm like, wow, God couldn't come with that save any earlier. He couldn't have sent one of the other random candry into just, like, you know, ghosts of Christmas past and present future them. Just say, <laughs> hey, listen to him. 
Now you got me thinking of another Sam Jackson line where he's like, what happened to you, man? You used to be beautiful. Jackie. Brown. I'm, just, now I'm just picturing like Harmony reenacting a Christmas carol with three Kandra as like the, as the ghosts. <laughs> he could totally do it. It'd be great. Yeah. That could even be the same, the same Kandra, just with a different set of bones each time. Yeah. And Marley. Just, just a one Kandra show. No, no. Mar- Marley would be Marsh. <laughs> He's just like, a, uh, says, do I have to do this? And, and says, is like, yes, it's important. Fine. Is it ready? Marsh best suited for the Ghost of Christmas Future, but that's just my opinion. He totally. That's a good point. Yeah, that's true. So Reddy's mad because no one told him. And she was like, I thought maybe you were the Condra for a little while, but uh, it's one of my favorite moments where she's like, I don't think Harmony likes this Condra impersonating important officials, except that once. Well, and the other one. But uh, those were exceptions. (laughs) Just reminds me of like a family guy bit. Like Peter's just like, everything I say is a lie, except that and that and that and that. And then he just keeps going, of course. And so she says that. The attendant to the constable general was the second most likely place in the city for one of the immortals. And Adawathwin goes, who's the first? And she says, you, but conjuring your place would take far more care not to be an utterly worthless piece of slime. Which, damn, Steris. Boo, roasted. Get her. <laughs> I mean, she, she's probably got a bit more um, you know, conviction behind it now that like the, the angel has just stood up and said, God, God trusts this one. So she's like, yeah, fuck with me. You fuck with God, bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's 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 got she's got God in her corner now, so you guys throwing up the finger guns. Yeah. Eat a bitch, I'm immortal. And Reddy's just like, I can't believe this. And she's like, it's a no, no. I mean, it means that Wayne was right. <laughs> and so, yeah, Tensoon's like, I'm Tensoon. And everyone's like, oh, my gosh, I hate when people do that. Harmony's worried. You should be worried. <laughs> We're working blind here. And so now everyone knows that God is kind of blinded. And that's a whole nother thing. And then a lady comes in with a folded up piece of paper, communication from Don shot. And we just get the first paragraph at this point where it's bomb is confirmed real, already fabricated, city destroying capacity. It's time to evacuate the city. Yeah. And, and the lady, and, the lady's like and, trembling. And also, I hate the booty pups. <laughs> and that's the end. Of, that's a very dramatic way to end the chapter. Chapter 39, Marisai in front of an unassuming townhome. And she's thinking, oh, what, what, what if the survivor's in there? Like, this is. I mean, I, I talked to death. Is this really so different? Judging by her nerves, yes. Yes, it was. No respect for death. I mean, they they are brothers. The walls are lined with maps, and there is a woman sitting there with a small terrier in her lap. Moonlight, you have to read this. Travel to Biendal has been completely upset. That's four primary systems we can't visit without extreme danger if you count Roshar. She she says the perpendicular the perpendicularities have never been good for mass transportation or commerce, no matter how hard those fools on Nalthus try. And that's when she notices that, hey, somebody's here. And I love the introduction, Marisai meet code names, which I was like, what the, what kind of code name is code names? We, we find out a little bit later. Uh, uh, my immediate thought was like, is your password also password? Right? And, and then she goes, hi, I'm code names are stupid. Long story. Which... That just instantly makes me like, like, what's your, what, what we got to come up with a code name for you. She's like, no, code names are stupid. I don't want a code name. Like, okay, code names are stupid. That's your code name. <laughs> you, you know, Kelsey was the one who decided that. Probably. That or she was the one missing from the meeting that day. And they're like, <laughs> yeah. all right, choose your own. I'm going to choose one for you. And so she has a, a strange accent that uh, Maris, I can't place. And they haven't seen Kelsey in a week or two. So don't worry about him popping out. And she tries to have Moonlight read the report, and 
Moonlight's like, what language is this even in? And she says, oh, Thalen, it's fan, it's fascinating. You should look, you should learn it. And she's an I'll stick to using connection tricks for languages. Thank you. Which presumably it's like uh, those medallions that the Malwish had for language. She's using some sort of connection trick, she says, with a capital C connection. Well, I mean, if Kelsey is responsible for all that down sure. there. Well, we know that she rewrites histories with soul stamps, so uh, she could use that, I guess, to change her connection to understand languages. Yeah, maybe. Well, she could just like re- like stamp the book and say, as though you are written in English, <laughs> or wh- whatever language they're using. But the implication here is also that while Moonlight uses connection tricks, Codenames just learns these languages, which explains her weird accent, too, because I guess she just learned the language. And uh, Moonlight says his twin soul here. Codename says, Lily and I will go and grab him. So I guess the dog is Lily. And Marisai starts looking at the maps. One of them is her whole planet in a more detailed map than she's ever seen. And so the other maps must be other planets. And she's just kind of like blown away. There's always another secret, she thought, remembering her catechism as a child studying the life of the survivor. I like that that's become like a holy thing. (laughs) There's always another secret. And Twin Soul is an old, old dude with like a, a suit and he's like, oh, a guest, welcome to our home. Let me get you something to drink. And Moonlight's like, oh, we're, we're in a hurry here. And deadlines are no excuse for rudeness. So he gets her some tea and then he starts using, it says, uh, there's a line of crystal embedded in his skin, running along the outside of the fingers, almost like a seam on a glove, a pinkish red, like rose quartz. And they turn into like the, the, the crystals like move up and turn into spectacles so that he can see better. They won't. She's like, how how does he do that? And they're like, oh, sorry, we can't tell you that. Not without permission from Kelsier, basically. So some background here, because this is not something that anyone could know without this information at this point. There is there are two major unpublished books by Brandon that he lets people have. You can get the prose version of White Sand by signing up for his newsletter and he'll send you that you can read. That version. And so White Sand was a book that he wrote early on that he thought was just a little not quite good enough to be published at this point. That's why eventually they turned it into when somebody came in, they're like, hey, we want to do a graphic novel. Do you have anything? He's like, I have this. This might work well as a graphic novel. It just never quite worked as a novel. But I have read the I have read the prose version of White Sand. Uh, the, The graphic novel actually makes some nice improvements. But that's one. The other is called Aether of the Night. And it is uh with both of them, you can tell why he doesn't think they're quite good enough to be published. There's some issues with them. And Aether of the Night was actually written before Mistborn, and it's got some, not exactly even gods, like powers that you can really see. Like he took a lot of ideas from this to make Ruin and Preservation when he did Mistborn. But the magic system in Aether of the Night, which uh, for the audience, you can get that if you go to the 17th Shard, They uh, the their forum, uh, it's they've been given permission to like give this out to people who request it. So for anyone out there who hasn't read Aether of the Night and wants to, that's how you get that. Will we read it? Is it part uh, of your... So that, no. Probably he said that in the future he will write like a, a, an updated version that'll probably mm-hmm. be changed a lot from that. So eventually, hopefully, when it's written, that yes, we will read. But uh, it's not on the list yet because we don't know when it will come out, if ever. So... But it's one of the sacred projects. Aether of the Night, the magic system consists of what they call aethers. There's I think there was like four main ones. There's uh, 
the the beastie the beastin beastie and something like that where like people have body parts removed and animal body parts grafted Ooh, there's like there's there's one aether that turns you into a machine and you kind of live forever as the machine but the primary one of the primary ones that we see in the book and i forget how many aethers there even are in in that book but one of the primary ones that we see is called amberite which they have uh, an amber colored crystal in their palm and it creates crystal they can create crystal stuff usually in the book you see it like used to create swords and things this seems to be an updated version of that idea where it was called amberite there it seems to be called rosite here but what it does is very similar so he's he's in this book seems to be bringing in for the first time a, some canon references to that world that was in that unpublished book and that will someday kind of be hmm. brought in that's interesting that it's not from like an established work like that's you know more fleshed out or whatever yeah and so I, I think he's really it's like really just planning ahead at this point and so he's starting to introduce some of some of these ideas but that's why i was like i'll give you guys some background because in the actually published stuff that we're reading there's no way that you could have that information but some of us do have it because some of us have read that unpublished book so fair enough but a lot of the stuff that he says in the course of these chapters and and his appearance in this book seems to imply that there have been major changes to what that world is going to be like so even I probably don't know much more than you guys about what we'll eventually see. Yeah, he's done enough retcons and everything. But Dak said maybe it's a secret project that's coming out. I think that uh, there will we'll at least see some stuff related to it in a secret project. I don't think it's one of the the main books, the the four books exactly. Hmm. I wonder if if that's one of the things he's going to give to his partner to like work on, but maybe not. Yeah, who knows? I, I'm very curious to see where all where that goes. Actually, is uh, what kind of stuff we get, we see from other people. Like we already know that Isaac is writing like a Nikki Savage book, so it'll it'll be real interesting to see what other people contribute. But anyway, so back to Twin Soul, which is a cool code name, and they have to fill him in. They're like, look, autonomy. He also I like he also uses the crystal to make a fountain pen that he can then like dip in and write with. It's just very convenient. Autonomy is moving way faster than we thought. Basically, we're already beyond the the danger point. We're we're gonna have to move quick. And so we want you to help us find a likely entry point to the caverns where we think they're working and hiding. And Twinsel says, ah, yes, Siljana says he would be happy to aid in this. And then he says, Casey, would you fetch the appropriate binder? And Codename says, yeah, sure thing. So is that name familiar to anybody? It was familiar, but I have no idea where from. So what name was it? Casey, K-A-I-S-E. That is apparently another name for Codenames. Oh, OK. Casey. Hmm. So, oh, the wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, that's where you just went, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Is that what you're thinking of? Sorry, I, well, all, all I heard was, is that what you're thinking of? <laughs> okay, my brain went, that sounds really familiar. Is that Casey, like as in Elantris? Yes, that, that is it? where I just, I just went. That's where I you only just, just went? I only just tweaked me right then. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, Casey is the name of Keen, Dread Pirate Roberts or whatever from Elantris. He had a daughter mm. named yeah. Casey. Yeah, yeah she, she was a yeah. really smart alecky one. Yeah, she was super smart alecky and sassy about like the princess thing. But sure. she she also at the time of Elantris knew like seven or eight languages already. Yeah, she was super smart, yeah. knew that tons was... of languages. Uh... Wasn't Elantris like 600 years before this? Elantris was hundreds of years before this. Exactly how long, uh, we don't know 
in in terms of here, but if if the the timeline that I found online is correct, Elantris would have been one moment. Elantris would have been nine one 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 one, and this happens ten. Elantris, if if this is right, Elantris was about eighteen hundred years. Jesus. Before this? Yeah. But we know they have access to door, and we know door makes you like live forever. So maybe she's using the door to live forever. Yes, I mean she doesn't have the the Elantrian glow, but yeah. But I mean the way they're talking about how they harvested it, it sounds like anybody can use it. That's true. Yeah. She also mentions in these chapter in in like the next page, she's like, "I wish my brother were here. He'd do this math easily." And if you remember, uh, one of her brothers was uh the guy who was kind of autistic and had like yeah. super math stuff going on. Oh, so this is her. Wow. The only other thing she thought of was uh, time travel. We'd spoken about time travel a few weeks ago. Right. Yeah. Could be that, too. That's true. We're all We're traveling forward in yeah. time, right? And so, yeah, this seems to be her, which uh, which means, unless it's, you know, a descendant with a very similar story. <laughs> but it, it also explains the the having a seon thing, because the seon seems to be hers. So That's true. And Moonlight explains, uh, while they're watching twin soul do his work that it's called an aether an ancient entity predating the creation of your world twin soul can grow it manipulate it and hey we'll tell you more if you join us <laughs> the first one's free sign up now for our subscription only uh, 12 boxings a month <laughs> and so then we uh twin soul comes up with three possibilities for an entrance to these caverns one of them way too central and heavily guarded uh, another one an office building let's see yeah the Dulwa building. He says, I consider this the most likely option. Apparently, even the survivor can't get into Independence Tower, which was the first one on the list. For not for lack of trying. Their security system can spot ghosts, and he hasn't figured out a way to circumvent that. Okay. That begs some questions. And finally, there's an old tire factory. He's like, wait, tires? Like where Tobol Copper used to work? And so it's a it's an out-of-the-way location that seems to have a lot of stuff being shipped in, but nothing ever being shipped out. They're like, ah, there's supplies for the people underground. This is a great place for us to try to get in. And finally, at some point, Twinsel's like, wait, wait, how urgent is this exactly? And they're like, oh, yeah, so the, <laughs> set, the set already has a bomb capable of wiping out Elendel. Yeah, just as quickly as we can get there. It's nothing nothing super important. Uh, basically, it could happen anytime. And he goes, by the first Aether, we should contact the Master. And I, Moonlight's like, Codenames, is your special friend around? So yeah, they go up and... Uh, it turns out her friend is a glowing sphere of light the size of a child's head, which is a weird thing to compare something to in general, <laughs> I feel like, but whatever. Yeah. I thought for sure best friend was going to be Kelsia. At first, I was like, oh. And then I was like, wait, this is really cool. Was, even though they said they hadn't seen Kelsia, I was like, wouldn't be the first character to lie. <laughs> She's got him stored upstairs. <laughs> go, go visit your special friend. Oh, sure. When we need him, he's my friend. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was thinking, too. It's like, oh, it's only her friend? Like, he, she's the only one that's yeah. friends with Kelsier? Okay. <laughs> Kelsier doesn't like the, the rest of them, actually. Are they having an affair? Ooh. I kind of got the feeling that she was, like, on the desk, you know, waiting for visitors to come in, reading her, her article, and, you know, maybe mm. she's playing secretary a little bit. It's like, well, she's going to know where where he is if he's around. Yeah, no, I, I like that, actually. That's the, That, that would have made sense. The, the the ball of light goes over and says something to Marisai that she does not understand. And Marisai's like, is that kind of some kind of spell? No, he said he was pleased to meet you and complimented your hair. So I guess uh, the the seance have not learned 
languages as much. Sure. And so she tells it to contact Kelsier, presumably. I mean, she speaks in this, the, the language that Marisai doesn't understand, but we always saw seans like you just some, hey, call so-and-so. And so here we, it, it turns into Kelsier's head. Yeah, and she says and not before most of the not before the music right. comes on. It's like do 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 Future Skype. It's, she's shocked that most of the paintings and statues are actually accurate, except for the spike through his eye. Which I wonder if Kelsier's around here, like, hey, hey, get get that right. Yeah, I don't, don't want you making also, me look dumb. Also, I know this is like a very sudden dramatic moment for her, like a dramatic turn. But did she not think like, oh, kind of looks like that statue we saw. <laughs> And so they're like, okay, yeah, Twinsel's here, Moonlight's here, and a visitor, Marisai Combs. And he's like, Marisai Combs, we've been watching you. Which, that's not creepy. I mean, it, okay. it's it's no, I know why you're sad, but. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I gotta ask, what can he see? Because, you know, Codename says, oh, yeah, Twinsel said we should talk to you. And he's like, is he there? And they, and, um, he, and Twinsel responds. And like anytime anyone else talks, like Kelsey can hear them. So can he only see code names but can't hear but can't see the rest of them, but he can hear everything? Like or does he have like like the different icons flashing up anytime someone talks? You know how like the, the Seon takes the shape of the head? Yeah. When it's talking. I just assumed that it would take the shape of her head. Or Casey's head. And then could hear everyone else but couldn't see anyone else. But I like okay. the idea of up like a Zoom call. It's like whoever's talking at the time. Yeah. <laughs> Better software update yeah, Jamie, on the seance. Jamie's first thought is how I pictured it, but I don't know. For all I know, yeah, it could just be turning into whoever's head is talking. And so uh, Don shots in Bilming. We think the set's ready to move within the day. Harmony's blinded. Marisai pops in with. And Kelsey's like, damn it, I'm 12 hours away, moving quickly via airship. So presumably he's coming from the south. I mean, I don't know where else he'd be coming from in an airship 12 hours away. He has his own island, supervillain style. Could be. Volcano Island. Wow. Yep. Ooh, Ooh, hang on. Those, let's go back to that map of the of the whole world. Where was that? Yeah, the Shrouded Isles. That seems like a place he would hang out. <laughs> it does, doesn't I it? I just figured he was hanging out. I just figured he was hanging out with his friends, the Southerners, you know, who know him as the Lord Ruler. Yeah, I mean, airship is their tech, so that makes sense. He just has his own. He bought it. It's fine. Well, I was about to say, <laughs> it sounds like he's the one who made the tech for them, or at least led them to that tech, so. Yeah. He's like, uh, guys, I'm God and I own the patent on these, so you got to give me at least one. <laughs> right. But uh, so they explain that, like, they've got a bomb, a trellium harmonium bomb, and they've maybe got a long range delivery device. They're prepared to do something stupid. And Kelsier, in, like, he's very even handed here. He's like, I mean, it's not stupid as much as desperate. Like, Autonomy has said that she wants to destroy the whole planet. The set is trying to save them, save us the only way that they know how. But that doesn't mean that we're going to let this happen. And then Marisai's like, um, Lord Kelsier, uh, I'm going to try to stop this bomb. I wouldn't mind any help that you want to give. And he says, I don't have the luxury of holding back. I shouldn't have left for the South. I'll say it wasn't the South. Yep. How many full ghost blood agents do we have in Bilming? And Codename's like, just just the three of us. So I guess whoever that guy was driving the taxi, (laughs) he's not a full agent. He's not ghost blooded. How quickly can we get the Ellendale agents to Bilming? And Moonlight says they're all embedded. We'd have to use dead drops uh, several hours at least. So he's got agents around, but uh, not a lot here in Bilming, I guess. Yeah. I like how all the spy terminology is the same for them, too. They use like words like dead drops and stuff. Right? Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, it just means that Brandon doesn't have to try to explain it to us, like what they're talking yeah. about. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh no, I spy him stuff. Dread drops. No, I get it. And so Marisai says, hey, send those uh, Elendel people to my sister. Like she's trying to get the city evacuated. Kelsier doesn't seem to have much respect for the Elendel government, but does he ever respect any government? Let's be honest. Yeah. Codenames, you take Deo, which I guess is the name of the seance, and see to it. I doubt the field team needs a philologist for this mission. And then he says, Shri Prasanva. I hate to pull you from your evening's quiet scholarship, but I'm going to need your help. So I assume that this is Twinsoul's real name. Heck of a name. Twinsoul's way easier to say, so I'll go with that. Yeah. And Twinsoul says, Silajana sends his regards and wishes he could send you more of his aether bound to aid you. And uh, Kelsier says, Moonlight, you help Miss Combs. It's it's time for something drastic. Take the stores of Purified Door. The command is respect. Authorize the other cells to access theirs as well, which some of that made sense. <laughs> and Twinsel's like, we'll stop this, my lord. When you arrive back in Elendel, you will find it pristine and welcoming. And he's like, I'd settle for the normie, normal, dirty, grouchy city. So I wonder if Kelsier's just been like hanging around like, you know, Elendel and other major cities in the basin and just nobody notices all this time. Because in the previous book, there's all this mysterious like, you know, he went to the south and then came and they built this temple way up in the mountains and he vanished afterwards. Maybe he's just been hanging around. Yeah, could be. And so then there, there's a cool armory full of weapons. But even more interesting is that uh, there's a safe with no locking mechanism that she can see. And Moonlight says, respect me. Something clicks and the door opens. And she's like, is that another identity lock? No, this is more secure. It's a lock that is awake, capital A, and can tell from your intent, capital I, if you've been given a passcode or if you've stolen it. Hmm. A lot of words. Yeah, that is cool. A lot of words they're throwing around, though, here. Yep. No explanation. Fair. I I mean, I want one of these locks. That sounds super cool. But yeah, it's uh, 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 like, wait awake like the lock is alive because that's hmm. weird sounds like the locks of vampire where you got to give it permission <laughs> and stuff and so she says that these are jars of concentrated investiture unkeyed from any identity an energy source that can power things like your metallic arts and mary says like no, those are powered by gods and moonlight says yeah and this comes from a god's corpse two of them actually very difficult to recover the things you could do with this well that i could do with this you can only use it as a hyper-efficient replacement for your metals. So basically, we, we we know that the various magics, the the power of magic is called investiture. This is pure investiture that you can use to power any magic. I mean, Marisai only has access to her one magic that she can use, so that's all she could use this mm. for. But uh, other people, hmm. So it's not investiture that you can shape into any type of magic that you want if you don't already have access to said magic. Yeah. It's investiture that you could just use to use your magic better. Yeah, so it's like a battery. Yeah. Here's my question, and maybe, you know, this is way meta. We're not going to be able to get into this. But Soul Stamp Girl, if she writes herself a connection to Alamancy, can she become an Alamancer? Ooh, this is an excellent maybe, question. That's a cool idea. And yeah. maybe that's what she means by maybe that's what she means by the things I could do with this, because literally she's saying I could have any invested magic that I know about that I could write a soul stamp for. I could have. But that's just me thinking that way. But, uh, you know, maybe I don't know if I'm right about that or not, but sounds it sounds very interesting. There's there's I feel like I, there was a enough link. If it was like if 
because uh, was it Shy? Shy the, was the name of the forger in uh, Emperor Soul, yeah. Yeah, so she could write the link, but it had to be close enough to the truth because you could go, yeah, cool, I've got elementic blood, but mm-hmm. it'd have to be mm-hmm. kind of in there for it to actually be a strong. Yeah, that makes sense, but at the same time, my thought goes to, well, she's been world hopping this this person. Does that give her a link to each world enough that she could write a history which says, I didn't actually start world hopping from this world, I started on this world. Mm. And I was born of this noble and yada, yada, yada. And even if the link's not very strong, you know, she just says the less strong the link is, the the quicker it'll wear off but if she only needs to use alamancy for two seconds i mean it, it wouldn't have to be super strong i wouldn't guess yeah well and could you shore up like a weak link with more juice and make it last longer uh right hmm. some some pure door yeah. you know throw throw some pure door on it be like how do we make this really strong yeah throw some door on it for me the 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 more intriguing questions just knowing that she's got soul stamps we'll get to that in a bit but that she can apparently use is that in the past, like magic on cell is really closely tied to the location on cell. Like the further away an Elantrian gets from their homeland, the less powerful their magic is. And it's the same for like soul stamping. Like in in the soul stamp is like the shape of my pawn, the country that it originates in. And the further away you get, the less effective it is. So now, not only are we far away from the land of origin, we're on a different planet. I don't know how the soul stamps can work at all under those circumstances. Mm, maybe the invested or maybe the non-invested door since it originated on cell somehow can be a substitution. Maybe. But if that's like the only way that she can use her powers and this is a very rare occasion where he's like, we're going to bust out that stuff. It's this important. Then does that mean she can't use those powers most of the time? Like it it, it begs a bunch of questions here that I'm mm, curious about. Yeah. But anyway, sorry, moving on. She packs up. The jars and some supplies, some explosives into a backpack. And it's like, all right, let's do this thing. And then we find out that uh, she's like, oh, yeah, we uh, electrolysis. Aluminum's actually pretty, pretty easy to make once you know how. And Marisol's like, wait, what? Oh, yeah. We've been funding our operations for like 20 years now with like uh, by making aluminum and selling it to you guys. Like probably half the aluminum in the basin came from us originally. <laughs> which That's messed up, kind of. And he's like, uh, yeah, Dean, our chemist back in Ellendale, says that he's pretty sure you guys are going to figure it out soon anyway. So it's not that big a secret to give away. Yeah, a chemist? This is Inception? <laughs> she says that it'll be cheaper than tin. And Marissa's like, oh, my, how much will the world change when aluminum is cheaper than tin? Yeah. I mean, it's an interesting point. And she's like, why do you rec- want to recruit me? Why not like wax? And Moonlight says, wax is spoken for. Besides, Kelsier likes people uh, like us. Who aren't the center of attention. Kelsier likes to be the center of attention. I was going to say, it's like, Wax is a little brazen. Kelsier is a lot brazen. He doesn't want anyone <laughs> competing, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Stop that. Only I may dance. <laughs> oh, Conan. <laughs> and so Twin Soul comes back in a, in, a, in a cool outfit with a sword strapped on and an ornate golden sheath. And Marisai's like, I don't know that we want to bring the old dude. Like, this is going to be dangerous, man. Are, are you sure? And he's like, I'm not going to slow you down. I've been tasked with aiding you by the survivor himself. And she's like, okay, fine. Where's the nearest train station? Let's get to this tire factory. Then we cut to Wax, who's going to the mayor's house. The Silver House, it's called, the mayor's mansion. Wayne is supposed to have a distraction going. And so he's waited long enough that he thinks Wayne's distraction will be in full swing. And he pops up and grabs onto, like, a windowsill. And 
gets himself in. And this is where he thinks that Wayne was probably doing grandma's been at the vodka, his favorite ploy for drawing attention, but not gunfire. I don't know. There's it is right. I don't know if there's ever been a bad name for one of these plans. (laughs) I'm just uh, just imagining it. It's just like he plays an old lady that's like, no, you know what? I'm going to scratch that. This one's even better. He plays a young man. It's like, you got to come help. Grandma's been at the vodka. She's gone crazy. (laughs) (laughs) He's digging through Gabe Entron's place. Not finding a lot, of, a lot of interest, although he does find a calendar with some interesting little notes on it. Gabe has been going someplace that regularly that he's able to move back and forth from pretty quickly, which tells him something. He also finds some letters that he steals, just pockets those real quick. Uh, there's something about trajectory and distance tests that apparently was some ways off. Uh, it's... The just this section reminded me. I've I, I've told Data this, but I've gone back and started reading rereading Mistborn, the the first era, and so I was you know oh. reading the first book, and uh, it's, I was telling him, you know, it's kind of weird not having to wait, just read it. But also, there's a point when Kelsier's has just killed a noble and is hiding the body to plant it on another like noble house, and it's an entron. Yeah. And I was like, oh, look at Kelsier killing that entron. Way to go. <laughs> you didn't do a great job but the bloodline still exists apparently i didn't remember that that was an entrance See, yeah. yeah it all comes back around yeah it all comes back around and you know tech eels and hastings and all sorts of stuff yep but the last entry in the calendar is the same day that wax is here and all it says is they arrive which yeah that's not creepy at all yeah it's very it had a very foreboding like quite literally alien sensed foods like they're coming Yep. And so he's looking for a safe and he's got some alimantic abilities with his metal that he's so good. We've I don't think we've seen stuff like this before where he's like, if you let the lines start to drift apart and separate, one thick line can become lots of little lines and connect you to the various mechanisms inside, which this is like a very hot, some very high level steel pushing. And so he's got he finds a lock that he says that. There's like allomantic locks where no one can see it. Only somebody with the ability to like you see, you know, the steel or iron lines can either push or pull on the keys or the the little tumblers to get them to unlock. But obviously, since everyone only has one allomantic power, the locks are made to either be all push or all pull. Except this one is not working right, and it takes him a while to realize this is designed for someone who can do both. This is designed for someone using hemallergy to cheat. Or, you know, a Mistborn, but whatever. Yeah, I mean, there's no Mistborns hanging around that they know of, so. He's like, that means I'm out of luck. And then there's smoke. Shouts and alarms, and am I smelling smoke? This is bad. But he manages to find a trap door, and just as the smoke is coming in, he's down the ladder and into wherever the governor's secret, or the mayor, sorry, his secret trap door leads. Can't possibly be anything bad. And yeah, that's our one Wax chapter. You're right. Wax doesn't say anything. He has no one to talk to. We cut back to Marisai. Marisai and crew are on an elevated train, driving around. And Marisai's got an internal monologue. Nothing nothing too crazy going on. Until finally she's like, okay, Moonlight, if I'm going to be like the, the leader of this group and you're going to help me, I need to know what you can do so that we can plan. And Moonlight says, art criticism, fighting if needed, wisecracks when appropriate. Oh, yeah. It's good. It's good. I, I meant extraordinary abilities. And Twinsel says her wisecracks are extraordinary. 
they're so remarkable. I quite often can't see which part of them is supposed to be wise. I I like that we're getting like a wax and wane relationship. Like there's a longstanding relationship here that uh, (laughs) we're just seeing the edges of. Excellent comeback, Simmons. That's a burn. (laughs) (laughs) She has three soul stamps, two universal stamps, and one essence mark. So we remember the essence marks from before when Shy uses one to like completely change her own history and yes. make, make herself someone different. Which she, the, which Moonlight mentions that kind of suggests that that is what hers does. So that really made me think, oh yeah, this is Shy. Either that or it's a forger who has the exact same MO. Yeah, it might Shy well and, be Shy. And they were they weren't easy to do, so only the best of the best could make them. Is, is that right? Yeah, uh, they and took a really long in, time for sure. Right. And she says she's an art critic. So, you know, we got that going. Yep. yep. Although if it's if it's shy, shy had like five essence marks once upon a time. So if she's only got one now, I'm curious what happened. Yeah. Maybe she's like, I only need one. I'm that good now. Yeah, she's had time. But uh, she said she has two universal stamps. And Twin Soul explains stamps can rewrite the nature of an object. She has one that will make a doorway appear where none previously existed. And the other repairs a broken or worn object to make it look new. And this is this is beyond any soul stamping that we saw in Emperor's Soul, because in those cases, you had to be very, very specific about the item that you were changing and its history. These two, you can apparently just walk up and use on anything. And I am yeah. shocked. I'm like, how does that work? Holy crap. She's that good? Yep. But how useful is it to be able to just make a door appear in any wall? Mm-hmm. She says, it's something I'm practicing still, stamps that will work on any object, I mean. So I guess this is new even to her. Requires invested ink on this planet. And Maris is like, how often can you do that? Oh, as many times as I want, but only for a limited period each time. And she's like, that's magic? And Moonlight says, well, is allomancy magic? And Maris says, no, of course not. That's just, that's science, right? I, lo- I love the idea that's like... Oh, um, I can make the door appear as often as I want, but only for a limited period. And then at the end of that period, the wall just goes, hey, wait a minute. That's not supposed to be there. Zip. I didn't have a door. Where did that come from? But yeah, I, I just love Marisai's perspective where she's like, no, no, this thing that I've grown up with is obviously not magic. Like, that's just how the world works. And Moonlight's like, yeah, OK, see, the same thing is true. Just, you know, from my perspective. So and Marisai's just like, whatever. It feels like magic to me. Jeez. It made perfect sense to be able to pull and push on metal. But rewriting the past of an object? Oh, Marisai. And so Moonlight says that the, the essence mark is only for emergencies. It changes me in dramatic ways, and I avoid using it if possible. Which, if if she's only got one, and if this is shy, then I'm like, is it this one of the ones we've already seen? Or is this a completely new and crazy one? Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe if she's on Skadriel and protecting Skadriel, it like changes her into... Somebody who would live on Skadriel. Yeah. Like maybe maybe, maybe it makes her a Mistborn. Maybe she's the Mistborn. Oh, or maybe it makes her an Inquisitor. That'd be messed up. Oh, jeez, that'd be hardcore. And then we go to Twin Soul, and he says, uh, she asks, are, are there limits to the objects you can make? And he says, I can only maintain Rosite objects under certain fields of investiture that some planets have naturally, but yours does not. So outside of the safe house, they have to be touching me or they'll disintegrate. It also requires water drawn from my body to fuel the creations. Yeah, so, you know, that's why I got this camel pack on the back of my back. <laughs> yeah, it's probably smart. Like, uh, his, his helmet is one of those hats with, like, the two beer coolers on either <laughs> side with the straws going to his mouth. Yeah, yeah. And he's, according to him, Silajana is one of the primal aethers. They predate Adenalsium and exist outside of his power. 
So if true, that would mean that none of the shards would necessarily have power over that magic. And apparently it's up for debate because Moonlight, Moonlight says they predate the shattering. That doesn't mean they predate Adonalcyon. Maybe it was like another dragon out there and he and Adonalcyon were best buds. And so he says the primal aethers grant some people a bud of their core and shows his hand where embedded in his palm there is a stone. So like I said, much like the Amberite Aether from the original unpublished book, but it's this particular one seems to be rose-colored. The bud connects him to Silajana. He is eternal, and we are his mortal agents in the Cosmere. And uh, she says, well, I'm glad Silajana could spare you. And he's like, well, we can't return home, so there's little else for us to do now. And Moonlight says, hey, I, I'll go with you if you want to try to go home. He's like, the forces in my homeland are too strong, too deadly. Silajana mm. says, we must remain in exile. He would not risk another extermination, which that just there's all sorts of history there. I want to know. Yeah. Time Lord, Daleks, exterminate, exterminate. <laughs> extermination. It's a that's a big word. Like there's a lot there. Yep. <laughs> this bit really feels like, um, you know, those moments in like a TV show where they're clearly setting up a certain character for a spinoff series. Yep. Yeah, this is that. It feels a lot like that. All right. That's not to say it's a bad thing, but I'm just like, that's what it feels like. Yep. This is Brandon taking off the gloves about, like, Cosmere crossover stuff. We saw somebody we knew from Elantris. We've seen somebody else from Cell and now somebody from a book that doesn't even exist yet. Forces there, led by a robot named B.B. Rodriguez. Yes. And so, okay, yeah, they're, gonna, they're, they're discussing ways to get in. Like, Moonlight's soul stamp could probably make a, a door in the wall. But then, you know, what's that going to do for us? We're, we, we need to find the elevator. Probably in the loading bay. And Twin Souls like, you mean the loading bay that's currently full of enemy forces? It's like, okay, well, I mean, yeah, when you put it like that. <laughs> and then a bunch of the trucks just roar away from the factory filled with dudes. And Maris is like, ah, they're worried about Wax. They're getting resources together to deal with him. And Moonlight's like, well, I mean, maybe. And Maris says, no, trust me, where Wax goes, fireworks follow. And Twin Souls like, oh, so their eyes may be diverted towards Dawnshot. I like that Kelsey and his organization, they all just call him Don Shot. Well, they're into card names, apparently. Yep. Yeah. So more trucks are leaving with more people. And out there, you can see a big plume of smoke rising from the mayor's mansion. Perhaps Don Shot is being extra difficult. <laughs> and Maris is like, I'll take it. Let's do it. Let's go. And that's we got one more chapter. And it is Steris. And they're reading Wax's letter, which basically it says what we found out before. He there's there's extra stuff where he's like, look. I'm after them. I'm trying to stop them. They've got like it's like a self-propelled artillery shell. They want to be able to shoot the bomb at us with, but it's not enough. It's going to work. Maybe something about restarting the ash mounts. I don't even know. But there's we found this weird picture. Well, that poor scribe who had to take this down and has no context for any of this. Well, and then Adawathwin immediately orders her sequestered. Like we don't want word getting out about <laughs> this. And then Tensun's like, okay, well we should believe Dawnshot. And Adelathwin's like, yeah, I guess so. I mean, I don't like Ladrian, but this news with the Conjure confirming it. And Steris is like, finally, people are listening. And the governor's like, okay, we got to move fast. And Lord Set goes, yeah, how quickly can we get out of the city? And we quickly realize all these politicians, they're just going to leave. They're going to abandon the city. Yep. We don't, they don't even want to tell the people because then it'll be harder for them to get out because everyone will be rushing out. Yep. It took me a minute to realize what was happening. And then I was like, hang on a minute, you guys. <laughs> yep. Oh. So Same healthy. for me. <laughs> can I take that airship right now? Yes, I love that. It's like, uh, yeah. How can 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 I get that ride you you promised me? Stop, guys. They did. They did say they'd send for their families. Yeah. So they weren't yeah. just thinking of themselves. 
it's uh, it's so disgusting yeah. and so believable from a group of politicians. Oh yeah. And Steris hates this, but at the same time she's like, I mean, I did send my children away also. So I mean, you know. Difference is the difference is there that Steris sent her children away, but then they stayed to do something about it. They're like, yep. Okay, yeah. get our children safe. We don't know what's happening, but off you go preemptively. And now they're trying to do something. Whereas everyone else is just like, Oh quick, let's go. Good luck, Ellendell. <laughs> and then Adawathwin comes up with an idea. Why don't we put some coin shots up on the roofs, and then if something comes flying at us, they can push it away. Which sounds like a half-assed <laughs> idea to me, but you, you, yeah. you work with what you got. Now, I don't know it's if it was ever... not a good idea. I don't know if it was ever covered in Star Wars, but like if a flying spaceship is coming down towards the city, did they ever have a group of Jedi up on the, on the roof just going, push it, push it? Push it real good. I mean, you got you got Star Wars guys pulling Star Destroyers out of orbit in a video game. I remember that. Uh, I don't. I haven't played many of the video games. I haven't either. I just yeah stuff. Force, uh, Force, uh, unleashed. You pull a Star Destroyer out of the air. Yeah, it's no big thing. And so she's like, okay. I mean, maybe maybe that wouldn't work normally, but what if we had someone with Lord Ruler powers? And it's like it's an emergency. The entire city's in danger, so we should get the bands of mourning. And Stairs is like, no, we can't do that. The people of Elmdale promised it's the foundation of the whole treaty that we have with the South. And Admiral Dahl agrees with this. He's like, you can't do that. The deal was that you guys would not use the bands. And she thinks, well, technically, we wouldn't use them unless you attacked us. But let's not get into semantics here. <laughs> this is not the time. And Adelathlon's like, Ambassador, you've got to see that, like, saving our city is an emergency. Like, we can use them to protect ourselves from the calamity. And the ambassador's like, no, nope, don't care how dire it is. If you use them, that will be an act of aggression against my people, which is this is why you shouldn't have let this guy into the meeting in the first place. I want to go back and like establish that. But yeah, too late now. And but the governor's sweet, like, sweet airship ride. Yeah. The governor's like, he agrees that he thinks that we should do this. And Sarah's is like, I don't think they can even do what you're wanting them to do. And Ten soon jumps in to go, well, maybe. <laughs> Shut up, dude. We think that there's things about the interactions between the powers that you don't know. It might be possible. Yeah, Tencent, just shut up. Like, you're like, maybe they could maybe do something if you knew about, like, how the powers work together. But nobody does. So shut up. And he has to know. It's like, yeah, you use these things. Yeah, you might stop the war with Bilming, but you're going to start a war with the Malwish. So Yeah, this like, is not good. This doesn't get you out of a war. It just gets you to trade one. And the governor says, what would Harmony say? If it comes down to either we survive or we betray the Malwish, what would he want us to do? And Tensoon goes, I'll, I'll get the bands. Ugh, dumb. Yep. Yep, yep. So, uh, yeah, that's the end of our section. A lot of stuff happened. And uh, when we go th into the next section, we're going to finish up. Uh, we're going to get the final part of the broadsheet, which is mostly just the whole story of uh, Nikki Savage and what's going on with her. But uh, it, that'll be an interesting for next time. In the meantime... We're a little more than halfway through the book, 58%. Let's do some predicaments. What do you guys think is going to happen? Oh, man. Well, let's see. I think Steris, hopefully Steris will be the one to use the bands. That'd be pretty sweet. You know, she like, she grabs this bomb midair, just kind of like frisbees it right back to Bilming, and it hits Bilming instead. And then, you know, she destroys the evil city and all the innocent people within. Maybe that part's not so great, but, you know, the evil city's gone. No, I don't think that's going to happen. But I think Steris using the bands would be pretty sweet. And then with Wax, I don't know. 
I don't really know where where he goes from here. I'm I'm very more interested in the Marisi and Kurt strike that they're doing on the uh, on the uh, tire factory. I'm more interested to see where that's going to go for sure. Um, I would I would think that they'll be able to get in pretty pretty easily with their powers. Be kind of badass just to like have these three completely own everybody in the tire factory since they're so uh, they got all these cool different powers. But yeah, I don't know. Other than that, I feel like we're getting close to the end of this book, but I really don't have a good idea of how it's going to end. You know, I've, I've, I've thrown out my theories of maybe Wayne dies or fakes his death or something, but that's really, I don't have any like sound trail of how that's going to happen. It's just a theory I threw out, especially since the beginning of the book was so Wayne centric, but I don't have a lot of support for that. So I guess I'm just kind of in a wait and see point at this point, but you know, there's some, there's some general things anyway that I think might happen. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, we talked about the Wayne stuff previously. And so who knows? We didn't get any more Wayne here. So who knows? Who knows uh, about that stuff? But you got, uh, you're right that there's some interesting possibilities for what's going on. And we're, like I said, we're just over halfway. So there's still, there's still a lot of, uh, a lot of ground, a lot of possibilities that uh, we may not even know yet. So, um, yeah, I'm not really sure either. I get the feeling like Wax might be going down into Entron's little hemolurgy spot, but that seems, uh, compared to how the rest of this book has been going, just throwing out random shit at us from left, right, and center, that might be a bit vanilla for what he actually finds out down there. So, I don't know. I get the feeling that now that Kelsey is giving us a deadline of when he can be back, like he said, he said he's 12 hours away, I think, yeah... We may not be paying attention to how much time passes in this book, but once that deadline is up, Kelsey is going to drop down and be, and give his big flashy entrance then. And I think he might go public for the first time ever in the new new Ellendale location. But mm. um, and but I think that might be yeah that's that's that'll probably be the climax of the book. So I think that's our deadline for the climax. Twelve hours, Kelsey rocks up. That'll be when we meet Autonomy personally, uh, and all this shit goes to hell. If it isn't, or is in already in the process of going to hell, and Kelsier adds another layer to that. Yeah, I'm. I agree. I'm not entirely certain where to go. This is a bit wait and see at the moment. Uh, yeah, no idea, honestly. It's it's an interesting idea that Kelsier just like goes public in in the new world for the first time. Like half the people worship him as God. Like what would what would that look like? Uh, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Loki and Thor Ragnarok. Your savior is here. <laughs> I was like, are, 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 would people be like, screw the governor, Kelsier? You should be our new like king or something. I mean, oh no, he'll be he'll be gone before people have a chance to ask for that. He'll drop down the thick of the action and then bounce as soon as the action is over, so mm. the, the majority of the people can't see him. It'll be like, yeah, it basically would be like Thor dropping out of the sky and then leaving as soon as the battle's over, and like the the Earthlings are just like, the fuck just happened. <laughs> might gain you some more followers because you've got all these people going on about survivorism and all that sort of stuff and then it's like well holy shit like he really is there he really did survive hmm actually the thought occurs he could be the person to repair the Malwish and Ellendale um relationship because you know they mm -hmm. both have p people who look up to him so that's true I mean the the Malwish revere him and uh some of the, the, the people in the basin worship him. So, yeah, it's it's uh, <laughs> if, if he would pass the word that you guys should be friends, that might go a long way. 
<laughs> he just drops down, takes the fans of morning. He's like, I'm taking my stuff back. See ya. And no one can really argue with that. <laughs> He's like, also, be nice to each other. See ya. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, really, given how little he would have to do, it, it almost seems messed up that he doesn't do something about that. But I guess, I mean, once you jump in and start doing that once, like, you have to do it all the time. And then people are looking to you to, for to make all their decisions. So, yeah, it might, might be best not to. I don't know if like like there's enough faith in him to do it even after he died in the first trilogy. You know, and was just like, oh, Kelsier has forsaken us. Everything people still worshipped him. True. Mm, so yeah, public public appearance of Kelsier for the first time in 300 years. That would be interesting, and uh, I would want to see like the long term ramifications of that. Like, where does that go? Even even if like you say he's just there for a minute and then leaves again. Like that brings all sorts of stuff up because people probably are out there being like, you know, the survivor was either not real or not that big a deal or whatever. You know, it's it's just whole religion is bullshit that could change a lot of how things work. So I was actually thinking about that time frame as well before Dax said it. So, yeah, we're we're in the final the final 12 to 15 hours, I reckon, of whatever's going to happen. I. Oh, yeah, it's hard because there's so much going on right now. I kind of agree with the others that there's not really a lot. I picked up the Casey thing, so I was going to talk about that, but we've already spoken about that, so that's okay. I did have some thoughts on the – oh, gosh, what was it? I just thought about it a second ago, and now it is out of my head. Oh, using the bands. So you guys had talked about Sarah's using the bands, and I was – I was kind of going the other way that they might prepare to use the bands, but I actually don't reckon that they will because I think, because I think wax has now got all these cool powers. So you talk about using the bands cause you need someone with super ability. If he was using that and Duralumin or something, he could possibly be able to achieve something similar, but also then at the safe when he was trying to get in and he, he's honing these abilities so well and he could, detect that it needed to be pushed i was like i thought that was going to be the moment that he might just try it just see what happened i don't think there's anything that gave it away or anything else that kind of gave credibility to what he was doing like i I think he's been crafting or honing his craft in looking at the blue lines for a while i don't think that's something he's been doing since he's had his accident in the little explosion with Mm -hmm. his chemistry experiment but i was like oh He's going to have to be the one to get in there. We're going to have to have someone get in there. I mean, I know that that kind of gives away that possibly Entrone's been having spikes and has the ability to do both. But I think it's I, – I honestly think Wax is going to end up in there. There's going to be some kind of evidence or something that helps them go forward. I don't know. We've still got to solve the crime. You know, we kind of know, okay, the set's behind it. His sister's involved. We know autonomy. I'm not sure what the surprise bit is going to be in there, something that makes us – go, oh, I didn't see that coming or or, or what yet because we kind of already have an idea of – we have an idea of what's going on, but it's obviously not the full picture. But, yeah, I still – I'm sticking to my guns. Wax is our misborn. And <laughs> um, I don't know, maybe Kelsio will teach him how to do his stuff. Who knows? Maybe the two of them together will uh, save the day. Ooh. Yeah, Kelsier comes in and, like, acts as a mentor. That would be interesting. I, I like what you said about, like, Steris and uh, and – Maybe maybe they won't end up doing that it, because I think I think we didn't touch on the fact that we don't we think that the, their rocket isn't working. They haven't been able to get the rocket to work, which the entire plan of we want to use the bands is a rocket's going to come flying at the city and we want to push it away. 
if Rocket never shows up, then or they've got no excuse the bands unless it's a ploy to get the bands. Yeah, but I'm just like, are are we going to end up starting a war with the Malwish by pulling the bands out to not actually need them? Because that'd be messed up. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. If you, even if you ever never actually need to use them, they've already made it very clear in the beginning and very clear in this meeting that this is an act of aggression and mm-hmm. we will treat it as such. So you've just waged war on us now. So, you know, maybe the maybe the, the larger scale war is sort of not as much of a threat as the civil war. Also, the, the bands were Atawathwin's idea and... I wonder if Steris mm. is, is it possible Steris was wrong and that she really Adawathwin really is the set person and maybe she's trying to get a hold of the bands. Mm. This aggression will not stand, man. <laughs> it's like the no one from the set would, would be such a like piece of slime. Maybe, maybe that's how they really trick you. <laughs> Crisscross. Five steps ahead. Which you know, uh uh Ed Edwarn was pretty big piece of slime yeah but not like publicly uh you know he he was pretending to be dead so <laughs> yeah, publicly he was a sure. corpse okay okay good good uh good, Ooh, good. public corpse good band <laughs> <laughs> we have we have one email that i want to do this and then we have some new patrons and a couple new reviews so i guess let's get into that before we get too late we have uh the email is from ferran which he, it says in the signature spanish names so you'll have to roll the r data Ferran. Ferran. Yeah, we know all about rolling ours. I'm I'm a terrible disappointment to my mother in the the fact that I, I never I never got uh, a Spanish as well as I should have. Well, you know, she didn't teach it, so what what were we supposed to do? I mean, the, the, except for the swear words, she used those sure. all the time. I'm, I'm we know very, those, those. very fluent in swearing in Spanish. Yeah, we could swear with the best of them. Uh, so Ferran says, I just wanted to send you guys a quick thank you for the many hours of entertainment. I discovered your podcast towards the end of November and have since heard and read along with you for every podcast, except Elantris, which I'd already read by the time I discovered you guys. Going to the gym six times a week by yourself can be incredibly boring. So I'm very grateful that I discovered you guys and a bit bummed out now that I've caught up and won't have a new episode to listen to every day. But I'll make sure to tune in every week to listen to your crackpot theories. I'm definitely not waiting to finish The Lost Metal, though. Steris is undoubtedly the best character, Ferran. I do love Steris. And yep. uh, she's, she, she's continuing to be awesome in, in these chapters. Thank you for the email. We still have a couple that uh, are about future things, like uh, one that's like, don't read this until you get to chapter 55. So, oh, Jesus, okay. We'll, uh, I'll, I'll, the other people, basically I'm saying other people who've sent emails understand that if there's future or spoilery stuff, I might be waiting a while to get to them. That's why you haven't heard it yet reviews we have two the they're both from canada the first one is from cheese it fool and it says best way to digest a delicious brandon sanderwich (laughs) (laughs) these guys okay these guys are incredible or no actually the sandwich i actually read that wrong it says san nerd witch i assume sandwich is what they were going for Unless they want nerd in the in the middle, maybe that's Sand I don't know. Nerd, which yeah, I mean, yeah, I think it works. I think it works both ways. I've heard it both ways. <laughs> These guys are incredible. I've been listening ever since the second Mistborn book and hold a shard of Adenalsium on their Discord server. I look forward to every Monday morning so I can tune in to the Sanderlanch. I was very excited when they decided to dive into Sanderson's new book, The Lost Metal. I can't wait to hear them read the Cosmere Connections in that novel without the flavoring of pre-knowledge. 
wasing to having of the excitement. Nice. Except for that last bit. Nice. Um, well, the, hey, first, I want to personally thank you for being a shard. That's super awesome. Can't believe you you did that. That's so cool. Also, since you already are a shard, you're more powerful, but I'll go ahead and sign you a misting power anyway. Uh, you are a slider. Ooh. Not many sliders have been awarded since we haven't been doing these books that long. But I like, I like sliders. Not the little hamburgers. Although also those. I like those too. So just all around. I, the, the, the TV show sliders. Not necessarily as much. Uh, what all can sliders mean? Uh, okay, sorry. Second one. This one is from Corrupted Midnight, which is a very cool username, I gotta say. Great podcast. I personally find hearing people's first opinions on Cosmere books incredibly interesting. If you also enjoy hearing people read through book series for the first time, I highly recommend this podcast. With three new readers and one host who has read all of the Cosmere books, you get lots of interesting perspectives. 107 episodes in and still hooked. Nice. Nice. That's a, that's a good review. Um, What's the what's the misting for what uh, Marcy is? She's cadmium I, I, I threw misting. a slider, so I figured I'd go with the other one. A cadmium misting is a pulser. A pulser, you're a pulser. There you go. Slow and steady wins the race, as they say. <laughs> okay, and then we have three new patrons to touch on here. Oh wow, it's all going on today. It's been a while since, I mean, uh, we didn't record for two weeks, and before that, you weren't here, so I didn't do the new patrons at that time. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, wedding, blah, blah, blah. So the first one... If there's anybody who hates going to a wedding, it's me. The first one is a misting level patron. The name, I'm going to try my best to pronounce this. Uh, The first name is Odd, O-D-D, and then it's Vetrus, V-E-T-R-H-U-S. Okay, cool. What's the... um... What's the, uh, like, say, specialty, the memory version of the ferrochemy? What's that called? Oh, uh, copper, copper ferrochemy. I think it's, hold on, I'll look this up. I think it's an archivist, but let me make sure. That that's yeah, right. that sounds right. I have a list. I just don't have it in front of me, but I'm pretty sure you're right about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, archivist. Yep, you're an archivist. Uh, the next one is a ska level backer, and their name is Kevin. Kevin, you're a steel runner, man. That's a good one. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. And finally, mm-hmm. another Scott level backer, Lawrence. Lawrence, uh, Fire Soul. That's that's it. That's what it's called, right? Yeah. That's a, that, that's a good one. I think we've had several Fire Souls. That's a nice one. I just like the way it sounds. Yeah, I agree. It, it actually sounds way cooler than the power probably is, but it's, <laughs> you know, I just like it. Oh man. Okay. So thank you, everyone who sent us emails. Everyone who. Uh, left us reviews everyone who's a backer on patreon you guys are all awesome if anyone wants to send an email the address is the sanderlanch at gmail.com if you want to find our patreon it's uh, it's under the sanderlanch or you can go to our website the sanderlanch.com and there's a link to our patreon there's also a link to join the discord if you uh, are interested in chatting there we've got a couple yeah. different people uh, uh doing their own first time read throughs and they've got like their own threads going as they're reading through books for the first time on the discord so that's become a, a cool thing that some people are doing including uh dak an old friend of ours he's uh, I, I brought him into the discord to uh be a mod while i was going to be out of town for a while in case a mod was needed when i wasn't around and since then uh reynos as we know him he's uh gotten involved in the discord channel and he started his own little thread and he read through like the the first trilogy of Mistborn books and the second oh, wow. era also and he's been keeping people up to date on what's going on there so it's very cool oh yeah and joe met reynos when we went to salt lake city i'd kind of forgotten that yeah yeah it was a super super nice guy it was a pleasure yeah. absolute pleasure to meet him 
what else? Uh, I know you just plugged this last week, but I feel like we should plug it more often. What else can they find on the Patreon there, Data? Uh, on the Patreon right now is me reading through uh, for the first time. First, it was The Lost Metal, my reactions. And now we're currently doing chapters of Tress of the Emerald Sea. I think the last ones to go up yeah. were uh, were let me look as of this recording the last ones were chapters 10 11 and 12 and because we didn't record for two weeks i have uh made a decent amount of progress editing the uh the possum hunters which Sweet. should come out i Woo. i need to get i right at this point what i really need is to get like the sounds the sound effects yeah what I'm missing, i thought so. that part might be a little difficult so i apologize for that because i was like well i mean it's an audio like like radio shows so it's got to have some kind of yeah. sound effects can't i'm sure there's off. like sound boards and things i can go out and get i just haven't dived into that part of it yet so. yeah okay. yeah well i've uh there's, there's plenty of free sound effects slot yeah on the web, so you should be able to find something yeah well, i appreciate all the work data has done he edits the i don't know if you guys know this he edits the podcast himself you know i the the possum hunters thing i wrote the script we recorded it but he's been editing it so you know a lot of the burden and then he's doing the extra patreon stuff almost all the patreon stuff i mean all of it at this point but almost all of the content that we've planned so far has been him doing it him recording it so you know round of applause for him because he's doing the most and then some so we really appreciate you guys backing us and enjoying the content i hope you guys are enjoying what he's been doing so far because it takes a lot of time for him to do all that extra stuff on the side too and also, I hope when it does come out, you guys will enjoy Possum Hunters. It was fun to make, and hopefully it'll be fun to listen to. And I think I think that's all I wanted to say. Uh, for next time, we're going to read six more chapters. I mean, yeah, six. 44 through 49. And we are uh, we, we're over halfway through the book, over halfway through our episodes. We're we're on the downhill slope now. We're going to after this episode, there will be six more in this book. And then we are done with all of the currently released Mistborn stuff. How crazy is that, y'all? The new chapters, they arrive. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that is crazy. And uh, we I've said it before, but I th- I'm just put, going ahead, putting it out there early. After that, my plan as of this moment is that we will move into White Sand. So Joe and I, because they they still haven't shipped my my actual comic, Joe and I will probably be reading from the uh, the digital version, and so that is available on uh, on Dynamite's website if you are interested in purchasing the digital version of the uh, the omnibus. So if you uh, if you haven't read that, if you haven't read uh, the comic and you want to follow along, that's that's a good way to do it. If uh, you like, I said you can get the prose version for free, and there's there's some changes. The general shape of the story is pretty much exactly the same as the prose version the the changes are mostly in the details like uh there's there's at least one major character who is a woman in the comic instead of a man in the original version and stuff like that so if you want to go out and just uh because you want to follow along you just want to go out and sign up for brandon's newsletter so that you can get the prose version for free and read that so you can follow along as we do the comic uh you can probably get away with that too just uh Hope everyone will uh, will will be interested as we dive into the comic, even if uh, not everyone has their copies yet. I'm very disappointed to yeah. not have mine. Uh, I don't know if you guys are all excited to those who did back the Kickstarter, but I'm really excited. I know I can't read it yet, but just to see the artwork on the hardcover for these secret novels, I'm excited to get my copy of Tress in hardcover so I can check it out. Yep, I got uh, I got. My first box originally, the Hoyd box was going to be for February, but uh, because of delays with the book, they ended up doing the 
Hoid box for January, and then they're going to ship out as February's box the the Tress of the Emerald Sea box. So I uh, I opened my Hoid box. There's some there's some cool stuff in there. Some some stuff that I was like what like there's a mouse pad which I was like I don't know who still uses mouse pads, but I guess it's cool. <laughs> Stuff like that. Oh, uh, dude, I'll take that. I'll take that mouse pad. I use mouse pad. I decided to use the mouse pad at my office, so it's now sitting on my desk okay. at work. But it's it's yeah. that it's that Hoid picture that we saw at the con, where it's like oh, yeah. like planets like floating picture. and stuff. Yeah, it's a nice picture, and so I got the little mouse pad. Uh, I I recorded myself opening it and was gonna put that up as some Patreon patron content. Also, it was like you know a, a box opening, me trying to film with one hand with my phone while opening the box with the other hand. It it yeah. went. It went not as well as it might have, but <laughs> you should have asked me to come over. I would have. Uh, yeah, I probably should have. But the uh, basically, I now need to. It it it's so dumb. I need to edit like two seconds out of this video, and then I can post it. But I can't find a decent free video editing software to edit those two mm. seconds out. So yeah, yeah I'm, well, I'm. If you I'm can send me, if you could send me the file, if you could send me the file, I've got one. I can do it. Okay, I might I might do that. I'll I can I, I'll like text you the file from my phone or whatever. But uh, yeah, so probably that video will come out, and then as more boxes come in, I'm gonna do more like box opening videos and uh, try to post those for patrons also, so that even if you didn't back the uh, the Kickstarter, you can get a look at some of these uh, these items. Hmm. Wait, so, yeah. it's on your phone. You can just use your phone to edit the video. Can you edit a video on your phone, really? Yeah, I think most phones yeah. come with like some basic video editing software now. You you have uh you have iPhone, right? Yeah. Yeah, dude, just uh just click on the video, click edit. Okay. Well, then I I will try that. I've never I've never tried to do that before. Okay. So, that is everything for today. Remember six more chapters for next time. Music by Miracle of Sound. Thank you so much to everyone who listens, everyone who's, who backs, everyone who emails, everyone who supports the show in any way. We love you guys. We appreciate it. Come come talk on the Discord. Just uh we love it. We, we love it all. It makes me feel good about making the show that everyone, uh, so many people enjoy it so much. So six chapters for next time and wasing to the time of next. Colo. I know did was just me remember we were, we were on the subway me and my dad were on the subway we were, I can't even remember where we were going from or where we were going to we're just sitting on this in this train car and then like this one dude comes through the door and he gets up and he makes some big announcement to to everyone in the car I don't understand where because I never I never spoke French but I just remember while he's making this down he had this big fucking white rat sitting on his shoulder and it was just like, it looked like it was just trying to help him dictate the speech because it was just like looking at everyone sniffing away and occasionally like pointing and shit. And once he was done, he just walked on up to the next car and just and just carried on. No one reacted to him. He just kept going. I'm like, what the fuck was that about? Why does he have a rat? It's like, uh, that is that is just a riddle for the ages. I'll never know what, what that was about. Yeah. But I'll so, always remember that dude and the rat. Right. If Data cuts this in at some point in the episode... And somebody knows what the deal is with the guy on the French tube with the rats, you know, let us know.
That was in like September 2005, if that helps. Yeah. Um, in case then, some, uh, someone else someone saw him at that time. Yeah, you're pretty young then. You were like, what, 16, 17? 16, yeah. 